0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Crone economy. Josh, you know, I'm trying to figure out we need to start doing like something in the beginning that signifies, like I need to have a special, we need to have a special saying that we say at the very beginning of each episode. I listen to a bunch of different podcasts and they have different ones. We haven't found ours yet and it's kind of getting on my nerves. What do you think? Uh,
1: My girlfriend has been saying... Well, this is sort of a goodbye thing, but she's been saying "tt tata" recently. Um, I absolutely hate it. I just wanted to say I don't recommend that. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty weird. If you came up with that, it would be weird, and you'd be talking to my girlfriend too much, and we'd have a problem. So, yeah. you know, I'm. Were you surprised when I said that? Did you know that she said that?
0: I think I've I've heard her say that before. No,
1: that's <laughs> not that's, good. I don't but, want to hear that.
0: But that's not on brand for what we want to do. If I was like, no. TT, Tata, ta no. ta, it's Corona economy time. That's weird. I, that's.
1: But it kind of slaps when you hear it out loud.
0: Maybe if I I'm like, know.
1: maybe it's just me.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because your girlfriend is saying it.
1: Well, I actually hate it when it comes out of her mouth. <laughs> She's gonna. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It you, does make me like, it does make my, and we've never addressed this either. This has been totally under the radar. Um, and right now she's actually at my family's house. So, And she's literally like right outside the hallway. So maybe she'll hear me and we'll have a fun conversation about this later. But if not, we'll we'll see if she's actually listening to my podcast. She said that she is. So this is a, just a great test all around. I tested you and you failed that test. Let's see if I test Anna, and she's actually listening to my podcast instead of just saying it's a good podcast. What test did I fail? You've been talking about to girlfriend too much. You know she. Oh said that. yeah, you're right.
0: Well, Anna, if you're listening this far, text both of us. I want to know as well. But we've spent way too long talking about this and not enough time talking about our guest. He's a great guest today. We have Jacob Askew. He's just a college student, just a regular college student, but he's way more than that. Josh, what is he involved in?
1: Oh my gosh, he's involved in so many things. Uh, there were so many college kids we knew, um, but we chose Jacob. Um, because we hate every other college student. No, I'm yep. just kidding. we are we, all inadequate we love all compared them. to Jacob. They're all inadequate. <laughs> he is the best one we've ever met in our life.
0: Yeah, he's number one.
1: No, number one. Uh, no, but he's involved in so many different things and has such a good pulse on um, what freshmen are up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hangs out with freshmen a bunch and, and kind of mentors them through their transition from high school, which we are really interested in. But we we're also interested in a junior in college, someone who's been settled in, and he can kind of carries both of those perspectives, um, pretty well. And to be honest with you, it sounds really tough. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of hardship going on. And, and I think from what I learned in this podcast is college kids aren't all saying COVID isn't real. Like we're going to hang out anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a good majority that are, um, but also it's really tough on people because it's isolating. Um, and uh sometimes even if you're living with people those eight people can get on your nerves really really quick um yeah and i think a lot of people are having to grow in compassion and patience and in a bunch of these things and he Mm -hmm. talks about it it's really cool um and then also like as far as a school thing he really it's really difficult um and it's it's kind of stunting people's growth, if that makes sense. So take that for what you will. It's it's not that positive, but it's Corona economy. Yeah, absolutely. That's a a tagline. We got that.
0: It's not that positive, but it's Corona economy. (laughs) Hey guys, it's not that positive, but Ethan and Josh are here with Corona economy. You know, I'm going to brainstorm some stuff and on our next interview, I'll have a couple options for us, and we'll we'll talk through this. We'll figure out what sounds best.
1: My people will talk to your people, and your people will talk to my people, and we'll get it sorted out. Absolutely, I'll get my system.
0: Well, you guys have heard too much from us, and not enough from our guests. So, without Way any further ado, any fr- without any more ado, no more do. Goodness, ado, Goodness. Here's our guest, Jacob Askew. <laughs> Hey, everyone. We're here with Jacob Askew, um, who is a college student right now. Jacob, tell us a little bit about who you are.
2: Hi there. Thank you guys for having me out today. Um, my name is Jacob Askew. I am a junior at UT studying business honors and finance with a minor in MIS. Um, I grew up in South Lake, Texas, which is a suburb of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, and plan on pursuing a career in investment banking.
0: Gotcha. So you're part of the McCombs Business School? Yes, sir. That's correct. Okay. Gotcha. You don't have to call me, sir. I'm only like two years older than sir,
1: you. Sir, I love that. <laughs> I love it. Keep calling him, sir. And you can call me Prince. Uh, okay. R.I.P. All right. Too soon. So Anyways, you- sorry, Ethan. You can continue so how did you uh
0: come to ut from southlake like kind of walk us through that why did you choose ut what did you like about ut what do you maybe not like about ut
2: for sure so both my parents went to ut and so i grew up a big longhorn fan um you know always watched the game with my dad and you know would grow up wearing a bunch of ut pajamas you know shirts foam fingers etc and so i was a longhorn fan from a very early age and so once i was accepted to McCombs and then subsequently the business honors program here, it kind of became a clear choice for me um, just because of the education I would be able to receive as well as the culture and community in Austin, Texas. Um, You know, just so many different opportunities to go test out new restaurants or new outdoor adventures or whatever it
1: may be. Quick question. What do you feel? So we're recording this right after the Texas tech game where Texas came back 15 minutes or with Three minutes left, 15 points down. How'd you feel?
2: Um, it was way, way too close for comfort.
1: Um, way I too think, close for comfort.
2: I think it should not have been that close at all. I remember going into the weekend, I had multiple professors say that um, like, there wasn't even a question that UT was going to win. And then there wasn't a question. And it was obviously incredibly exciting when we came back. But I think we could have played better than we did last weekend.
1: Absolutely. And when you talk about way too close for comfort, that's a perfect segue uh, into COVID and school era. So what was school like before COVID? And then what is school like with COVID now? Are people a little too close for your comfort? How does that, how does that feel?
2: That's a great question. Um, as far as the differences between school prior to COVID and school after COVID, Um, I think actually the majority of the differences comes in the form of like extracurricular activities and organizational meetings almost class Hmm. is obviously online. And so that's like a little bit different, but classes for the most part, very similar, right? We still have meetings two or three times a week. We still have exams. We still have quizzes. So that's very similar in a lot of respects. Um, But the biggest difference I've noticed has been not being able to do uh, some of the extracurricular things that I would have done in, in the normal semester, whether it be like meeting for a finance club or doing Young Life, which is a Christian outreach ministry, um, or just like chapter meetings with a fraternity or whatever it may be. Uh, I will say on the school front of things, there is, and everybody I've talked to has had the same kind of mentality, the same sentiment, is that there is an overall decreased motivation among students with the online school. Um, mm. Somebody was saying to me earlier today that online school feels more like a podcast uh, than actual schooling. And so there's not a ton of motivation. Welcome to class. Yep, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you for having me to class today. Um, Absolutely. But it is, it is really tough for myself. And I know the majority of people that I've talked to, to be able to pay attention as well as we could with an in-person class and be as motivated as we once were in a normal semester. Um, So I think that's very reflective in, Study techniques, uh, you know, being able to pay attention to your class and ultimately performance on exams, quizzes, homework, etc.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, for real. And when I think about when I think about when I was in college, I mean, a really long time ago. I was in college uh, in May, <laughs> so that was a really long time ago. You know, just thinking back. But when I think about my time um, at UT, I think the most that I learned. Was with those organizations um, and with the random leadership, what you might call it, that that really taught me. Oh, this is how to lead. This is how to facilitate a meeting. This is how to public speak, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I was so fortunate to have that. you feel as if college kids feel that same sentiment and like? we're learning in school sort of but we're really not learning at all with our extracurriculars and and how do you feel about that and what's been what's had to adapt i guess
2: yeah josh um i think one of the the biggest things that you touched on and what you're saying is public speaking um and i do think there's a vastly uh diminished learning opportunity that students have for that um I know, you know, me personally being a business student, a lot of things does come down to public speaking as far as what I you know, hope for in a potential career as well as the education that I've been taught so far in school. And so we've had classes that are 100% designed for how do you get up in front of a large group of people and be confident in delivering a message. And that's just something that's not really capable of being taught over Zoom. Um, sure, you can still speak in front of a class. Sure, you can still speak with a lot of voices hearing you, but I can, you know, right now I could just swipe away and and you could still hear me could still see me. I'd still be talking to you, but I, I don't necessarily have to be looking at you. I don't have to see the reaction on people's faces as I'm talking. And so it definitely doesn't help build those public speaking skills or the level of confidence that you might need in an actual workplace environment where you are faced with standing in front of a large group of people and you are probably a little afraid of delivering a message or messing up in that. And so you don't have nearly as many lessons in how to overcome that sort of fear with this kind of Zoom recording. Um, and I will say, additionally, there is a very decreased level of interpersonal interaction with this kind mm. of an environment. Uh, I personally recruited last summer for an internship next summer in a 100% virtual scenario. And so I did all of my interviews via phone call or via Zoom. And it is very, very impersonal compared to being able to actually go in and shake somebody's hand and make direct eye to eye contact, um, with somebody while you're trying to get to know them and while you're trying to convey who you are.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it, it's totally different. It's incredibly tough. I mean, it, and, and even in the working world, that's sort of how things are, you know, as I started my job, um, not too long ago, that's kind of how everyone's having to adapt and adjust. It's just a weird, it's just a weird time. Um, So I guess my follow up question to that is, is how are people, if anything, or how are they adapting to this new climate where they can't necessarily public speak? Is there other skills that they're trying to learn in this time or are they just kind of looking at the situation and saying it is what it is?
2: You know, I, I have yet to hear somebody who's just boasting About how grateful they are for this time where they're able to develop new skills. Um, You know, it very well could be going on, but just none of my close friends have been like, oh, I have so much extra time on my hands. I'm learning ABC and D, um, even though I might not be able to learn What I normally would in a semester. So I don't personally know of any stories where people have like actively sought out learning new skills. I will say that I think kind of subliminally um, people are learning new things. Just as far as how to work from a home environment, right? Um, Obviously, none of us know sort of when all of the Corona stuff is going to wind down and what the lasting impacts of those are going to be. Um, But I do believe that there will be an increased work from home workforce. And so students are learning kind of how to do that in a sense, right? How to do meetings and stuff via Zoom, how to submit things electronically. And so there are some skills that I believe are being picked up there. Um, But I personally feel like we aren't learning as much as far as new skills go as we could be learning if we were in person. And that's just my personal belief. I'm an in-person learner. I very much like being with people. Um, you know, that being said, I for sure think people are still benefiting from this time just in a different way than one might expect.
0: So there's definitely something to be said about missing out on an in-person class experience where you can discuss, The lesson with people—is that what
2: you're saying? From my perspective, I would 100% agree with that, Ethan. Um, I think online, it's at least personally, it feels more like a 100% lecture-based format where the teacher kind of spills out all this information, which is which is all great. But uh, I think my in-person classes prior to the semester have been much more fluid as far as conversation dynamics go and you know being able to ask a question pitch in, have a discussion back and forth um whereas i think online people might be less afraid to raise their hand and ask questions but it just doesn't feel like sort of a a a place to ask questions when the professor is talking
0: so this might be a stretch but could you think of a class that you either had last semester which was cut short by the virus or this semester which is completely online in which there was an element that you were kind of missing out on, um, in zoom that you either knew of from an in-person class last semester, or that a teacher just kind of had to scrap everything this semester. Can you, do you have any classes like that? Or do you have any friends that have any classes like that with these in-person elements that like a lab or like a discussion group, something like that? Cause I know you're in business. A lot of what you do is read and then take tests and stuff like that. You don't do a lot of like lab work, like natural sciences, perhaps, or like a nursing student would. But do you have any classes like that?
2: Um, so, you know, two two kind of stories come to mind, Ethan, and, and neither of them are me personally, but I'll, I'll chime in if I do think of one. Um, one being one of my roommates who is a pre-med student and does have those lab-based classes. And he said that one of his lab-based classes is an online class right now. And so it's like a 100% kind of simulation type lab-based learning. And so uh, I just I just can't imagine. I'm sure it's not like, something that he 100% has to be in person for. But I do think it's, it's probably tough, you know, this person training to be a doctor who, you know, wants to be confident in being able to one day operate, you know, physically on somebody's body and have the education to have all that background and do it confidently being taught this, this lab class via 100% simulation on zoom. Um, And I don't think they do that for like the important classes. I have a lot of nursing friends who still have the majority of their classes in person, just because you can't effectively teach somebody how to insert an IV or something like that via Zoom. Um, But the only other sort of more business related example I've got for you is a business communications class that everybody takes either their freshman or sophomore year. And I remember talking to somebody and this is kind of going back to the public speaking thing that class is entirely about either giving a presentation by yourself Um, or working with a team to give presentations and uh, that class I believe is just incredibly diminished and impacted by the state of our education this semester and so in a class where you know my learning came in the form of me having to have a five minute or or whatever presentation wholly memorized and delivered in the front of a class in a way that's hopefully engaging to the rest of the class you know, they, they have those same assignments, they have those same projects, but they could very easily just have their, their typed notes up on the screen. And so I could be delivering a presentation to you all right now, but still just kind of reading notes from my screen. And I don't think everybody does that, but there are a lot of loopholes that I think might stunt some people's ability to learn.
1: Mm. So when you think about this really tough time and in, in learning and in your development, um, what are you, let's say, I mean, and We don't really know right now, but what do you think you will learn or what do you think you'll look back and see um, in 20 years from now when thinking about school and life during COVID? That's a great question.
2: Um, So I think the, the biggest thing that comes to mind, and this is more of a personal growth rather than an educational growth, is just learning how to be functional and content with a less busy schedule. Um, Prior to COVID, myself and the majority of my close friends were in the boat of being very packed as far as schedules go and so it not being uncommon for you to leave the house at 8 a.m. and not get back till midnight or something like that. So your days were very full and so you had to be very good about your planning and you had to be very uh, diligent about the things that were very important to you and the things you needed to prioritize Um, and so, in a semester where a lot of that stuff is taken away just as far as club meetings and and being able to gather with people in a large setting. um, There's a lot more quote-unquote free time in the day and so I found it almost harder to manage my time when I've had free time because it's very easy to say oh I can just do that later Um, like oh I I can just read that book later or oh I can just do that homework assignment later because I do have the free time to do it rather than being so packed schedule-wise to having to do the homework at a certain time because if I don't get it done then I won't have time to do it and so that's been an interesting dynamic and I think lastly um, just on a short note I think it's been interesting as far as like a roommate perspective I personally live with six other guys and so there's seven of us total and doing online class we're all in the house all seven of us are in the house for the majority of the weekdays and so figuring out how to coexist figuring out how to make sure everybody is able to do their classes in a room where they're kind of private and are able to talk and share, but also like, you know, Wi-Fi bandwidth or whatever that
1: may look like. There's just a lot of things this semester that we didn't
2: really have to think of before.
1: Mm, Yeah. And, and I mean, when you think of the roommate thing, just a quick note, I mean, I think that's going to pay dividends when, when, and if you get married, Uh, just a hot take. So you're learning something there. That's for dang sure you have five wives. (laughs) congratulations um, well thank you very big, much It's a big moment it's a big moment um, I'll, I'll make sure I, I look up the records on, on the authenticity of that claim but uh, what I really wanted to ask was okay that's really cool I think a lot of people are trying to figure out how to do that as well Jacob and um, how, how, how how did you how, how are you doing that if that does that make sense?
2: Uh, Absolutely. Um, A a lot of trial and error to answer your question. Um, Mm -hmm. This is obviously a a very unique semester and one that nobody's really experienced before. And so, you know, coming, moving into this house with new roommates that I haven't lived with before in a new environment, there is a lot of gauging uh, how everybody kind of coexists and interacts with one another. And so there has been and had to be a lot of patience up until this point as far as roommates operating in different ways. You know some being more on the early rising spectrum versus staying up late at night spectrum and just figuring out how everybody kind of meshes together. And so I found the biggest thing to be helpful in all of that is just communication. Um, and you know obviously, everybody communicates in a different way as well. And so figuring out how people communicate best has been important. Um, but just being very open and honest about if there's something bothering you or um, something that we can do as a house to improve uh bringing that up but also bringing it up in a very respectful and non-confrontational way um and obviously that's not a super easy thing to do um, and it takes work to try and figure out how to do that best and everybody falls short of doing that best a lot but just trying to be as forgiving as you possibly can be with the people that you live with
0: so this last month or so of living with a new group of people has this kind of kick-started um the time that you have together to commu- to learn how each other communicates
2: I I think so. Um, I think everybody has an increased time that they spend at home. And so I do think in this semester, I have spent more time with my roommates than I would have if things were different. Um, If Mm -hmm. if the coronavirus wasn't a thing right now. And so I do think that is one upside to this is just getting to spend time with people um, to a greater extent than
1: I might have been able to
2: do. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. It it sounds like you're really growing in, in compassion too. and, And understanding, I think that comes with, with communication. So That's a positive. Um, Well, thank you very much. Sounds really cool. Yeah, let's hope. I mean, yeah, we know. We know you are.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: So, I I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, but what are some organizations that you've there you're either involved in or that you have friends that are involved in, and how have they kind of had to adapt in this semester, and even going back to last semester, which the pandemic shut down halfway through, is have you seen kind of I mean, are you just on classes nine to five and then, Oh, now I'm on zoom uh, for the rest of the day with these organizations. Is that how they're operating or
2: what has it that been like? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great question too. Um, I think as far as my experience goes with extracurricular organizations, I'm going to kind of bucket it into three categories. Um, The first of which being bucks, which is a Christian fraternity that I'm a part of on campus. And so uh, our, our chapter meetings are, held fully online. And so that's obviously going to be a Zoom meeting uh, once a week for uh, about an hour. And so that is, you know, virtual, obviously. And then we do have kind of small groups within Bucks that we try to meet with on a weekly basis. And that is still being held in person um in kind of a safe, semi-socially distanced environment. And so there is a little bit of personal interaction with that. Uh kind of the second category that I'm a part of would be Young Life, uh, which as I mentioned earlier is a Christian outreach group. And so I'm on a team on campus called College Team. And so the purpose of College Team is to help freshmen in their transition from high school to college and kind of help mentor and lead them. And so Young Life in some ways has has remained the same and that we are still able to meet in the small group setting on a week by week basis. Uh, Obviously, we're doing that outside with the current state of the environment. um, But we are no longer able to meet in kind of the the big larger group settings. And so that's kind of been impacted in that, yeah, these these freshmen that are coming into college are able to meet and get really close with the small groups that they're a part of, which is awesome. They could build phenomenal friendships through that, but they're not able to the same extent to meet the other people that might be in different small groups around campus because we aren't able to have those large group settings and, and kind of a third bucket of things that I'm involved in on campus would be just some various finance orgs. And so, um, those are held fully online, to my experience. Um, so the, the the first round of meetings that we've kind of had on a weekly to biweekly basis for those have been Zoom meetings. And then additionally, as far as like interviewing and recruiting younger members for the clubs, uh, has been fully virtual interviews as well.
1: Cool. Okay. And so I have a I have a quick question. The thing that stuck out to me the most is you're helping high schoolers transition into college. And that's already difficult enough. Um, I even remember when my job got put on hold, uh, a bunch of people were like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, honestly, don't feel sorry for me. I'm fine, I'll, I'll find a job, it'll all work out. Feel sorry for the freshmen that are just about to go in because they know nobody. And they got into like a brand new world, it's crazy.
2: Yes, that, that's, that's a great point too. Um, So I actually have a sister who is a freshman here at UT. And so I can actually, I think, speak into this relatively well, just from talking to her and hearing her experiences so far. Um, It's, I think it's pretty bad. Honestly, I do feel very bad for the freshmen um, because you're coming into a new city, a new environment for a lot of people. And what you desperately need is community. And, and community comes by meeting other people and spending time with other people. And in the the coronavirus world that we live in today, that's dangerous to do um, in, in any capacity, right? It's more dangerous if you're in larger groups, obviously, than smaller groups, but it, it is a risk in any capacity. Um, and so I think there's really two buckets of people that I've heard of, um, and, and maybe some mix between the two, but as far as freshmen go, it, it's either Social distancing is 100% out the window, right? doesn't matter. Parties going on. Mix are still going on. Still trying to meet as many people as you can. And that is for sure happening here. Um, and so that's definitely going on. And I'm sure that's causing, you know, whatever coronavirus spread that's leading to. But people are getting to meet people. Um, and then you have people on sort of the other side of things where they're trying to be more cautious about things. But as a result of that, they're not getting to go out as much. And they're not really getting to meet other individuals. Um, so I think however you look at it there's not really a win and I think freshman year especially first semester meeting people who hopefully share the same interests beliefs goals values etc as you is very very important and can define the rest of your college years and I think it's very tough for the people who are just coming into college Um, and I desperately hope that they're able to at least somewhat form that community that I and I believe the two of you were able to form freshman year.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy. What would you say, this is the last question, by the way, um, unless Ethan, do you have other questions?
0: No, I don't have anything no. else.
1: Cool. All right, last question. What would you say to somebody who's really struggling right now, who's having a really hard time being all online classes, not being able to learn, not feeling like they're doing anything. Um, like what would you say? Because we know you, you have your head on uh super straight, honestly, um, and, and you're awesome, even though you're going through all these tough times, like what would you say um to to those people?
2: That that that's a great question. Um I think I would say a number of things. Um, I think I would say that this, this time will pass, um, that obviously it's incredibly difficult and incredibly tough right now, um, but that it will pass. I would say use this time to dive deeper into the close relationships that you do have
1: mm. and
2: instead of trying to go out and make as many new friends as possible to try and build a solid foundation of friendship with those that you already do know. Um, mm. And I think I would also say to really try and rely on those around you, um, the community that you do have. Learn to be vulnerable with people, learn to be open with people, because only when we put ourselves in a state of vulnerability are we allowed to grow and are we allowed to improve ourselves. Um, and, and, you know, lastly, i am a christian and so that's kind of one of my foundational beliefs and so i would also say that with what i believe there is a god of the universe who is at your side and so if you are lacking in community um, if you are struggling to make friends or find people who do care about you um the the creator of the world cares about you um and is right there beside you and so that's what i would say
1: Absolutely. Well, it sounds like a plan. Um, all those things are, are so dang true. Um, sure do appreciate you. Uh, Ethan, you want to wrap this up?
0: Yeah. Jacob, thank you so much, man. Thanks for taking this time. Uh, you're like our sleeper agent into college, back into college. I mean, we're just a few months removed, but it feels like... It, sleeper agent. A ago. Isn't that what they call it? Sleeper agent?
1: I don't know what you just said, but I think it's like a drug.
0: Is no, no. It's about? like a, uh, no, like a spy, like a mole, you know?
1: I, I I'm going to be honest the, An undercover.
0: You're our spy. informant. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: Ha, yeah, I'm you're just in college. It. You're in college. <laughs> that's all you are.
0: But we're not. That's the thing. We need someone in, in the inside to tell us what's going on.
2: I'm happy yeah. to be y'all's inside guy anytime. And I appreciate y'all, y'all asking me to be a part of this. Awesome. Hey, it. well, thank you so much, man.
1: No, no, no! I got it! I got it! All right, the Adrian Wojnarowski
0: of college. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. NBA
1: insider. He's an NBA insider.
2: Hey, well, thank you so much, Jacob.
1: We'll keep it at that.
2: Anytime, guys. Y'all, y'all take care and hope, hope y'all are doing well. Absolutely, thanks, man.
1: Thanks, man. Appreciate you.
0: Hey guys, quick fact check here. If, you're, if you've stuck around this long, thank you so much. This is Ethan. I just want to let you guys know that sleeper agent is a thing, and I'm going to read the definition out to you right now. A sleeper agent is a spy who is placed in a target country or organization not to undertake an immediate mission, but to act as a potential oh. if activated. That's Jacob Askew, if I've ever oh. had to put a word on Jacob Askew for what we're using him for today.
1: We're just going to take that defeat. This wasn't meant to
0: to belittle you or Jacob in any way. Yes, it was. Who very much doubted me during the episode.
1: I just want to say. I still doubt you.
0: Did I doubt myself a little bit? When I said it, I was like, oh, that's not right. That can't be right.
1: No, this isn't about, this isn't about, this is about you proving to yourself. This is what this disclaimer is all about. This is about you telling yourself that you're smart and you are smart.
0: I appreciate that. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you liked the podcast, rate us and subscribe to be notified of new episodes. You can follow us on Instagram at CoronaEconomyPod as well. See you next week.